Welcome to the Deep Waters Podcast. We pray that Christ is at the beginning, the middle, and the end of all we do. May openness and shalom mark our discussions. As we engage in conversations about the fresh move of God, may our hearts be drawn to unity. And in all things, may this shape us to look more like you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, settle in to this second part of an interview we began last week with your favorite cup of tea and enjoy the Deep Waters podcast. You know it's the second time because it's empty. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're actually finished. We're just going to throw this on front of part two. (laughs) Whoa. Um, Yeah. Hey, Benjamin. Oh, Jace. Hi. Yeah. Hayden, hello. Good to see you guys. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Thanks for being with us. Yeah. Like he said, this is the two part of a this is, this is the second part i can't talk of a two-part series with the incredible hayden crab mm-hmm. so if you that haven't listened generous. to the first one um go back and listen to last week's podcast um but yeah this this podcast gets gets going good mm-hmm. we're gonna dive into some of hayden's experience in ministry school harvest school with iris global iris ministries i don't know the yeah that. iris global okay. harvest school Arco Iris, if it's Portuguese. Oh, come on. Which oh. you say in Mozambique because they speak Portuguese. Yeah. They don't speak Mozambican. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> How to sound ignorant <laughs> really quick. <laughs> Mozambican. Um, yeah. We start off this podcast with um, Hayden's time uh, in Israel. His first part of his harvest school was in Israel and happened with to coincide with October 7th and the recent re-escalation of a really long conflict between Mm. the Palestinians and Israel and more specifically Hamas and Israel. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to give a quick caveat of from the beginning, our hearts have gone out to both the Palestinian caught within the conflict and the Israeli caught within the conflict. And Hayden was in Israel which is incredible. And so he was able to share a viewpoint of what it was like to be in Israel and the emotions. And so we just didn't want to leave that completely one-sided. Totally. Is that the best way to say that? Yeah. And, uh, as I shared, just know as well that as we were there praying, prayers go for all unbelievers, Mm -hmm. regardless of what, and believers, you know, on both sides of this conflict that are trapped and our heart is really to just, you know, it's a tragedy all around, yes. regardless so of the situation. Hard. And so when it's you're great. praying, you're praying for totally peace, <laughs> yes. reconciliation. That's <laughs> what, that's what we're, yeah. shalom, mm-hmm. come on. That's yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a bit of a trigger warning, I guess, if there's anyone who is listening and finds, especially topics surrounding warfare or the Israeli-Palestinian conflict triggering. Um, yeah. Just be aware that that's what we're going to start Mm-hmm. talking about and it is emotional very yeah because it's a it's a really hard yeah really hard time but and also know that's not the whole conversation there's like we get really so get into good. some beautiful things and really fresh things that i feel like the lord has for river house amen which i'm really excited to release so yeah. enjoy without further ado here is part two of our conversation with the wonderful hayden crab uh, so first, where did you go for Iris Minute or Good Harvard question. School? Oh yeah, is that in Kentucky? Getting ahead of ourselves. That's uh, true. They have a huge base in Kentucky, actually. If you believe oh, really? it or not. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, praise God. Uh, I ride horses all day long. <laughs> the horse ministry goes well. That's all I know about Kentucky. So, and it's okay. Fried chicken and mm-hmm. bourbon, I think. <laughs> anyway. uh, the school started actually in Israel, and then we went to South Africa. Oh, wow. And then Mozambique, which is where Heidi's ministry really birthed from was Mozambique. Um, And then I personally did, like the school ended and I did an extended outreach Mm -hmm. with the school, which took me to Southeast Asia as well. Um, So... (laughs) 
So you're over here hitting well, yeah. a lot of countries. <laughs> it was cool. That's I actually, cool. every plane ride I took, I flew west and I just went all the way around the globe. <laughs> wow, that's fun. Oh, that's really cool. Fun little extra mm-hmm. there. <laughs> Even when you left Southeast Asia, you flew west yeah, back c- to the back U.S. Back to the U.S., yeah. Cool. Wow, I like that. That's a fun little fact. That's really cool. So you were in Israel for the first part. Yes. For how, was, how long? We were in Israel two weeks. Oh, wow. We were actually in Israel on October 7th. I was going to ask that. Okay. 23. Wow. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. We're diving into it now. Yeah. <laughs> in case you're not really well familiar with that date, then you're probably not a person who reads the news very much. And <laughs> no maybe that's, shame. Maybe that's okay. That's maybe that's <laughs> yeah. kind of a good thing. Uh, but a pretty significant event happened uh, in like the Holy Land when mm-hmm. um, Hamas, like some Palestinian extremists attacked Israel and unfortunately a lot of people died and yeah. were brought captive and it started the current wave of warfare that's been taking place in the Holy Land and that was that day you were there yes i was there how close were you to the conflict um like ground 20 zero. miles wow 20 oh, miles wow very yeah. close yeah, we were just south of Jerusalem at that time, so in between Gaza and Jerusalem. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, I woke up that morning to the sound of, like, distant explosions. And it was the wildest thing, because I knew that Israel, like, faced conflict. It yeah. had been in conflict for quite some time. So all the Israelis that we were with, I was, we were at a hotel, we're just playing normal day but me i'm kind of like wow this is kind of crazy like this is israeli life um and i looked and sure enough you know rockets have been launched into israel at this point like war had not been declared like this was just a normal event like rockets are launched in um crazy then i went to breakfast and the sirens went off showing that a missile is inbound for your location like run to the bomb shelter and so we did <laughs> ran to the bomb shelter and um israel has this amazing defense system called the iron dome which like shoots a missile to intercept missiles and uh so the missile never actually hit explodes in the air but uh yeah we get into the bomb shelter with all these israelis that are w- there with us yeah. and they're like now you know what it's like to be an israeli we do not want this war and uh, then we go back to breakfast. Not 10 minutes later, sirens go off again. Another wow. missile down to the bomb shelter. And we go out again. Sirens go off down yeah. to the bomb shelter. And each time you can feel the anxiety of the nationals realizing this is more than usual. This is abnormal. Wow. Like, <laughs> um, this is not usual. And in fact, I think the last time, like, we went down like this man broke down in tears because he was realizing what was happening. And uh, when we went up from that one, we checked the news and sure enough, that was when we had seen like, we are at war. Like this is a war. Like we've been attacked. Yeah. (sighs) I mean, one, it's disturbing to hear that just one or two bombs and runs to the bomb shelter is normal. It's normal for that Israeli man, that community. Mm-hmm. at that point and then especially disturbing that i mean these events took place at yeah. all and mm. th- that uh, must have changed your trip around quite a bit yeah were you planning on being in israel longer than two weeks uh we were planning no two weeks actually was about oh, the plan wow. we only left two days early we actually fled to jordan um to give the spoiler alert of the end of the story we oh, fled wow. to jordan by bus and ended up canceling all of our flights and rebooking kind of crisis um, from Jordan to South Africa. Um, I didn't include it in the little summary because wow. we were there for like four days. It was mm-hmm. kind of transition. Um, but yes, that turned us around completely. Um, and I think I, I just want to speak to Israel right now for a second if I can. Yeah. I think what people miss too is that military service is mandatory in Israel. Well, and so every buddy has a son has a brother a friend's brother it's like either it's directly linked to you or it's two steps away that somebody's been deployed to the front lines yeah it's like hundreds of thousands of people pulled from reserves 
So that's got to be in a moment. Yeah. yeah. So nerve wracking. So like the effect that this has on the entire nation is like felt yeah. to a deep level. And something people don't realize as well is that October 7th, 2023 was the 50-year anniversary of the Six-Day War. Oh, really? Which initiated on the Holy Day. It's the end of the Feast of Tabernacles. It was October 7th. And it's the Holy Day. It's the holiest of days of the Holy Week. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like a slap in the face, like the intentionality of like your country has been marked by war and it will continue to be marked by war. Whoa. So I just, yeah. Like I want to just express like the hurt and the, the life that Israelis are living has been so marked by conflict. Yeah. Um, and we really felt that being there with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. I'm left kind of speechless, even thinking about it, not sure what questions to ask, but I'm really glad that, I mean, you're not just an armchair expert sitting from Idaho, you know, you're a person who was, who was there, you know, obviously you haven't been living with this conflict your whole life, but you were, you were there and I'm imagining you received a lot of education and training, even about the history of the Israeli Palestinian conflict and yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are people that are very much better educated and even listeners that are much better educated on the exact like political climate. But I think I can speak to like the emotional reality of what it was like in those moments. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it was really beautiful to see our leaders pivot and it became not just like, okay, we're a school here. How do we get safe? It was, how do we serve the Israeli people? And so we went into full prayer mode. We had um, 24-hour prayer going on for the next four days while we were there. And then practically, Heidi was with us at the time, decided uh, the IDF, Israeli Defense Force, needs blood. So as a school, we went to donate blood. Wow. Which was an incredible experience. Um, They had completely revamped a basketball stadium into an emergency medical center and to give blood. And it was thousands and thousands of people responding to give blood. The line to give blood was nine hours long. Whoa. And to just see the, like the unity of the Israeli people in that moment of like, we're all in this together was really astounding. Um, So that was a really unique experience as well to be there. And actually while we were standing in line, like the sirens went off indicating that a missile was coming in and just like the fear that you feel in that moment and the fear of this masses as they like stampede to the bomb shelter is, it's really intense. Um, Yeah. So my heart just goes out for my Israeli brothers and sisters for sure. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Didn't know that that was coming for you when you went to Israel. That was a a shock for sure. Yeah. Um, But also just like the sovereignty of the Lord. Like Mm. we were here for this moment to pray. Like we were here to be boots on the ground praying. Mm. Like um, that was cool. And um, I will say like, 2 a.m. in the morning in a hotel room, like praying, you know, cause it's your shift during a 24 hour yeah. prayer with like bombs, like exploding in the background. <laughs> it's like both like sickening and also like, oh, okay. I feel very purposeful right now. Um, wow. Yeah. That was like definitely a moment of like, wow, I see the impact of this. Like, this is so real, you know, this is so real. And that's just the reality of the situation they're in is it's not a casual thing. Like people really die. Like people are really dying out there. Like this is so important, you know? And I'm imagining that then you really felt with that purpose in your prayer, um, a different level of energy 
to pray than you typically absolutely. do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And was that kind of a launching pad for yes. how you came to see prayer throughout the whole Harvest School experience? Yes, absolutely. And I think the reality is, is that all prayers like that, hmm. you know, like we are in a battle between life and death and, uh, we just need to open our eyes to see it. Like in every moment, there's like souls that are like spending eternity, like away from God. And that should grip you, I think, just as deeply as like the reality that someone might lose their physical life. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope it does, you know, uh, but definitely that was for sure a speed boost into realizing like the importance of prayer and, um, the importance of just like doing what you can, I think more than anything else, like it's just such a practical way to look at life. Like, okay, we were here as students. Um, but how can we serve? Mm -hmm. How can we serve like some way we can pray, mm -hmm. you know, in a, in your neighborhood, it's like, okay, I'm just here living in my neighborhood, but how can I serve? You know, maybe it's just like picking up a piece of trash. Like maybe it's just praying for your neighborhood, mm -hmm. you know, and really transitioning. That was really significant for me in something that the Lord taught me, uh, of just, what does it look like to wherever I am, realize that I am in the missional call of God, you know, back to what you're saying about like missions doesn't have to be overseas. It's how can I follow the Lord's calling in my life to be obedient, to serve right here, right now. And Lord, give me ideas. Yeah. That's so good. I, I, th I've in the past year have felt this pull towards, um, like, when I hear of, you know, devastating news of like the escalation of the Israeli Palestinian conflict. Um, I'm like, what can I do? I kind of get this like worked up of like, can I, should we, I don't, I just don't know what to do. Kind of just stuck in this like, um, deer in the headlights moment. Mm. Um, just from like a heart of compassion and the Lord has been repeatedly just bringing up like prayer is so powerful. Totally. Like, you can pray and it's going to make a difference over there. Um, and I remember that happened again, that happened before with, um, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I was just like devastated. This is horrible news. I felt so hopeless. What can I do? I can pray. And that's hmm. not a secondary option or plan B in that kingdom of God. Oh no, that is so powerful. And the solution, <laughs> you know absolutely in in the broadest sense yeah absolutely i feel pretty regularly convicted because i have to ask myself do i actually believe in the power of prayer when i don't turn to prayer first thing yeah you know when i need something i forget what it was just the other day i was looking for all of these solutions talking to people and then the lord like poked my heart 10 or 15 minutes into me trying to solve the problem. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my goodness, Lord, I haven't even turned to you yet. Mm. Uh, uh, that's so silly. You should be my first thought in every moment, but especially mm -hmm. in a moment of need. I, and it's incredible that God created us with the dignity of being involved in the way that prayer allows us to be involved in the universe. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He gave us actual power yeah. to intercede, intervene in the spiritual realm significantly because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us and desires to hear our prayers. I honestly, I wrestle with yeah. how that can be in light of how powerful and all knowing God is, yeah. but, um, it's a mystery that I celebrate because it just shows how deeply relational God is. He loves us yeah. and he like wants to hear what's on our heart, even though he knows all things. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I've heard, te you know, well, actually personally this has happened to me, but also like testimonies of like, oh man, the Lord has really put on my heart to pray for this person. That's almost so strange if we think about that. Like the Lord is communicating to you to communicate to him to help change a situation that he already knew. Interesting. You know yeah. what I mean? But that's so often like, oh man, example. you've been on my heart. Like the Lord presses on our hearts to pray for people. Like clearly the Lord thinks that prayer is very important. 
And Jesus himself intercedes in front of the throne for eternity. Wow. He chose it as an occupation. <laughs> wow. Frequently, he yeah. chose it as an occupation. Mm. I mean, indefinitely. If To oh. pray, pray without ceasing, uh, I should say perpetually and eternally. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, I know we could spend forever just talking yeah, on that. Um, and on your experience in the Holy Land, if it's okay, I want to move to South Africa. Your experience there, what did the next month, was it a month that you were there of your yep. um, three, time? Three and a half weeks. In three South and a half Africa. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. What did that look like? Where at in South Africa were you? We were in Nelsprit. Okay. Which mm-hmm. is east side, northeast. Been there a few times. Oh, come yeah. on. Have you? Mm-hmm. I was just going to make a joke that I've been there a few times. Oh. And then you actually said it. <laughs> no, yeah. It's a great little spot. <laughs> That's right near crazy. Kruger National Park. Did you go yes, see Yes, we animals? actually did. Nice. We went. And uh, that was a little, like, a couple days off from the intensity mm-hmm. and uh, got to see some giraffes. <laughs> I know. It's unreal that that's their, their deer and elk, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's just <Yeah>. different. <laughs> it, it's different, for sure. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. That's cool. <laughs> It was super cool. Um, actually, I, I would love to talk about like what the Lord was just doing through my heart through this. Please, Please I do. think um, that sounds exactly like what because unfortunately about. the Lord does not like. And now I'm going to teach you a South African lesson. It was you know, <laughs> yes, very much. He was uh, continually moving in my heart, and uh, it actually gets on the topic of like um, Holy Spirit encounters. Good. Um, which is a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hit it. Here we go. <laughs> um, like I just said, like I had been serving in River House for some time and even had some prophetic words about my future, um, that the Lord wanted to do something. So I really came into harvest school with a lie. But the lie was, all right, Lord, I'm ready for what's next. I'm ready for what next level you have for me. Um, And to be honest, like what that looked like for me in my mind was, okay, Lord, like maybe I need to be encountered by the Holy Spirit in such a way that I'm like given the next thing, like that I'm taken to the next level. And uh, I was really coming in with this kind of attitude of like, take me to the next level like i'm i'm ready to receive whatever the next thing you have for me to propel me forward in a path of ministry to propel me forward in the path of just my life with god and i think that was a pure heart like i think i was coming in with a pure heart um but what happened is the lord uh didn't want to do that. <laughs> Did not have any desire to do that. And I was really like, all right, I'm ready for the power. I'm ready for the miracles. I'm ready for the glory. Cause like, obviously once you see miracles, power and glory, you have a lot more faith in God. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and so I came in ready to have that experience ready f- to go there. And people all around me were getting those touches from the Holy Spirit, you know, all over the place. And I was not Hmm. whatsoever. And meanwhile, I'm hearing stories back from Boise, Idaho of Bethel's Richard Gordon being here and Holy Spirit encounters happening. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm surrounded by Holy Spirit encounters. I'm hearing stories of where I just was, you know, having these like Holy Spirit encounters and all I feel the Lord doing in myself is like, like kind of touching on like father wounds and like touching on like family wounds. You know, I'm like, Lord, don't want to deal with that right now. Like, no, later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and by the time I got to South Africa, I was so frustrated with the Lord. Like I was mm. so devastated. Um, I was like, Lord, honestly, I was like, Lord, what are you good for? Like I wanted this thing and you're not giving it to me, Whoa. you know, like, 
and wow. uh, those are hard words those are hard words That's but i was very frustrated like i desire to be as vulnerable here as possible and also like i had that desire and so much of it was just rooted in pride like i thought i was something because of a prophetic word i thought i was something because of what i had done And I ended up having these conversations with Will Hart, um, who is a leader at Iris and uh, leads in a bunch of other areas as well. But, and he's a man that's seen miracles, he's seen power, he's seen the glory fall. And he said this, he said, all the miracles I've seen, all the healings, all of the powerful moves of the spirit have not increased my faith one bit. And I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> I, I don't know how that could be right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he does admit later, he's like, ah, they help a little bit. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but, uh, um, but it doesn't just completely rid doubt. Yes. Completely. Yes. Cause and, that, I'm, that's been my story too. And very frustrating, but I absolutely what you have to say. And he said, this which just changed my entire perspective. And the Lord was speaking through this, but spoke through him primarily in many ways. And uh, in your moment of greatest need, when you're down, you know, when you just lost your job or something, like, I'm sorry, you're just not going to remember the feelings that you felt when you're getting slain in the spirit. Hmm. Like feelings are so fleeting. Like those powerful, like you're not going to remember the miracle. The question is, are you going to have the integrity and the discipline to just pursue Jesus? Hmm. Like, and once again, so what that you've received a prophetic word? Do you have the integrity and the character to mm -hmm. just stay disciplined with Jesus? Mm -hmm. And so often we puff ourselves up and think we've achieved something. And man, I've been to a ministry school. So what? Do you have the character and the faith to just stay faithful to Jesus mm -hmm. day after day? Because at the end of time, he's not going to ask us like, so how many miracles did you see? He's mm -hmm. going to ask you like, did I know you? Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. I know you, you know, mm -hmm. or no, I didn't. And uh, even says like, I prophesied in your name, Whoa. but I never knew you. It's just not the heart of the met. It's just not the heart of Christianity. It's just not the heart of knowing Jesus is to receive some wild encounter. And so I was just in a, such a place of frustration, but the Lord humbled me so far where I had this realization and he began speaking to me, Hayden, my cross is enough for you. Hmm. Like my cross is enough. And it really just broke me down so far where I got to this place of like actually just trusting Jesus because I was trusting Jesus for what I thought he should give me. But when he didn't give me that, it gave me the choice. Okay, like I can back out of this whole thing or you can just trust Jesus. Hmm. And so often we'll put our faith in Jesus for what he can bring us, but we need to get away from that. We need to get away from the hope so that we can put our faith in just Jesus. And that just brought about such a transformation in my heart where I was like, wow, Jesus, if you never take me, I don't know, into some experience, if like, if that's never what you decide to do with my life, like you are enough for me. Mm -hmm. And then further than that, we act like somehow the person that's experiencing that is holier, like they've done something to earn it, yeah. when in fact it's only by the blood of Jesus mm -hmm. that any of us can receive this. And it means absolutely nothing about your character. Um, even a non-believer can have an experience with the Holy spirit. Um, huh. but it just comes down to like the reason we see miracles, the reason we can prophesy, the reason we have access to Jesus is because of the cross. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he, the cross is the source of all joy and all power in Christian believers. And, uh, that's really where I came to this point of just absolute surrender to the Lord, where it's like, Jesus, you've already proved your love for me. You've already given it all on the cross. 
And I need to now go on this journey of actually believing that Mm -hmm. to continue on my walk. And I thought what I needed is I need to get something new. Actually, I just needed to remove doubt and start, you know, believing that. And so I had to go on this journey of even just like, you know what? I do have the Holy Spirit in me. Like, I'm going to believe that. And it's Ephesians 1.14. It's like, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Praise God. And I'm just like, day in, day out, like, yes, I operate in your Holy Spirit. It's like, it's from your cross. Um, so I say all that hmm. <laughs> just to really, I think, break any lies because I just see so much striving for an encounter, so much striving mm-hmm. for a touch of God. Um, and it's really, it comes back to the cross, you know, and at the same time, <laughs> of course, I desire still to this day more than anything that I would have an experience with my Lord mm. that would make me see him in a new way or like make me yeah. encounter, like know something new about him. Oh, I desire that more than anything, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think we can continue to seek that. But for my, for myself, I was so desiring that the Lord would prove his love to me prove the power that he has in me by smacking me or slaying me in the spirit somehow that I was completely missing the power of the cross. Hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. I felt the Holy <laughs> spirit a lot while you were speaking those words. Mm-hmm. I just, you were just preaching the gospel. Amen. <laughs> I heard a sermon once that was basically Jesus plus anything is mm. not the gospel. It's just Jesus. It's just, I love that. Like that, like we can hope for all these things, but our only hope is Christ and the cross. And it's like, sorry, I added an and to Jesus, but yeah, the cross. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny how like, like sneaky our desire oh, for charismatic experience can be, mm-hmm. um, because of course, I want an encounter with the Lord and that's not a bad thing. Otherwise the Lord wouldn't give it to anyone. Right. You know, it's not a bad thing to desire. No, especially because most of the time I believe that the desire for encounter with the Lord is just an, a desire for the Lord, like out of a genuine love for him. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I just often have been caught in that trap myself thinking, I am not equipped for ministry until yes. blank. Mm. I, I mean, I see this in the youth all the time. You know, they're like, well, one day when I am like Benji or like yes. Hayden, one of these youth staffers, I'll be able to tell people about Jesus. But right now I'm just a 13 year old kid. And oh. the devastation in my heart <laughs> to try and like communicate. No, 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 no. There is no junior Holy Spirit. There is no like starting line that you have to get to before you're qualified to do the works of Christ and to speak his good works over others. Mm -hmm. I mean, the starting line is salvation and you've arrived when you've given your heart to him. When you have said yes to the gospel, the blood of Christ is on you. Like you said, Ephesians 1, 14. I better check that now. You heard, <laughs> you heard the word and received it in faith and been sealed. Yes. When you're sealed, that's not something that's undone ever. It's there. It's boom. Yeah. Oh, and, oh man. Thank uh, you. That gets me so fired up. It's just like, <laughs> even in Jesus said, it is finished. Like he said those words, it is finished. And mm. yet we still search so far for like, how can I get the next thing that will save my marriage? How can I get this next thing that will make me like Benji? Like you said, um, you know, or make me like Jace, like Mm -hmm. what, where, show me where in the new Testament that Paul writes, earnestly seek an encounter with the Holy spirit. So you can begin walking out the writings that I'm writing to you. Right. You know, (laughs) no, it's just, you start believing them. You start believing them and it's faith. It all comes back to faith. Like, do I have faith that Jesus finished it all 
on the cross. Mm. Wow. God is way more generous than I give him credit for. Also, I just love that, like, he took you around the world to teach you this, like, super foundational thing mm. and bring it back here even. Because I feel like it's such a good mm. word for now for our for Riverhouse, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. I feel like that's such a common kind of refrain that we say, I need this before this, or I need to desire this to then get to this place. When it's just like, you know, seek after the gifts of the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit, because it's God, because it's Jesus, you know, that's, that's it. Earnestly seek the gifts, Paul tells us, Mm -hmm. but it's not for our sake so that, yeah, so that we get to a different level. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just because it, because those things are of, those are the fruit of God. Yeah. Mm. And love. And love. Yeah. And also just like, sorry to cut you off, but like, what a terrible testimony. Oh, if you want to go farther with Jesus, if you want to like really see transformation in your life, spend all this time and money like going. When you really think about <laughs> so it. It's like the prosperity gospel. Yeah. It's, it's, like it's just like uh, donate a certain amount of money to Riverhouse and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you will be in. No. Um, mm. When you really think about like what our like what my mind was thinking, like I can't speak for other people, but like that's what I was believing and that's just so far from the gospel, you know? Hmm. Uh, candidly, it was the conversation that I was having with Hayden a couple of days ago when he started sharing, when you started sharing this point with me, the Holy Spirit just all of a sudden was like rushing through my body. And I was like, <laughs> the church needs to hear that. And the funny thing is, it's just, it's the gospel. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the church needs yeah. to hear the gospel. Yeah. Wow. Period. Uh, you know, this is a conversation for another day too, but, um, I was reading through Jackie Hill Perry's book called gay girl, good God. And she's talking about how to deal with her sin. And one of her mentors in, in Christ says, Oh, the gospel is your answer for how to deal with temptation. She's like, what? Wow. The gospel is what saved me. I get that. But like, how is that a practical tool for overcoming temptation? I just, I found that to even be puzzling myself, but this mentor is so clear. Like the only practical tool for victory in anything is the blood of Jesus. Mm. Yep. Victory over temptation, victory over the grave. Of course, we need to look back at what Christ has already accomplished for us. And I forget exactly the words you said, Hayden, but it's just believing that what Jesus has said about me and done for me is actually true. Mm-hmm. And then it's in that faith that I, I walk in that reality. Yeah. I have a question. Sure. How do you, I guess, in to believe that reality, what a, did you like do anything practical? Like, how do you practice believing the reality of the cross as if we, just as we steward anything else, hmm. like from your time at the harvest school and being back now? I feel like you guys would know this better than me in many ways, but <laughs> <laughs> the immediate answer that comes to my mind is like the Bible, like mm-hmm. this is truth. And like, are we going to really take it to heart like one that's coming to mind is i think it's colossians 3 9 through 10 or it might be two but essentially it says in the fullness of deity filled him and you have been filled in him mm-hmm. speaking to that jesus is god and he's in you mm-hmm. and actually i wanted to make that point that the cross the reason the cross is so powerful is because it gives us complete and utter access to all of God, all of him. Hmm. And all of God will solve your problems. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) You're asking like, can I get an amen? Yeah. (laughs) Can you hear that from the back row, please? (laughs) I Mm. think, and yeah. It's like meditating on the reality. Is that how you would like through scripture? In prayer? Absolutely. And even, I'll just be candid, like, there's some people at Harvest School that just walk around praying for people and people get healed. It's like no joke for them. And that wasn't happening for me. And so what happens? The enemy begins to lie for you. Oh, you don't have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh, that's because you're not walking in the Holy Spirit. You need an encounter. 
And it's just like, no, I believe the word of God, which says the fullness of Christ dwells in me Amen. and the fullness of power that raised Christ from the dead yeah. is within the believer. And I just repeat that self over Ooh. and over and over. And it's a battle. Like it's a fight. Like we mm. need to fight these lies. Wow. Wow. Talk about scripture being a double-edged sword right there. Oh, come on. Truly to like take up the full armor of God. Yes. The shield of faith to protect us from the fiery arrows mm. of the devil. Yes, God. I feel like that's what you just described. The yeah. devil's over here like shooting fiery arrows of comparison. Like look at that other person who's more spiritual than you. Look at that other person yes. who's like oh, arrived comparison. in the faith. Right. Meanwhile, you're here like... No, Lord, let me speak the truths that you have given me in scripture mm-hmm. over myself right. to, to recall what has always been true about me, that the fullness of you dwells in me as long as I've known you. Yeah. Dang. Wow. Oh, all right. This is sweet. Yeah. So good. And comparison is so, so prevalent, so prevalent in all of us. And we see someone that is walking in that and we think oh they must have god's given them something that he hasn't given me Mm -hmm. like god's been withholding from me i've had that thought a thousand times you know like god you're withholding something from me and it's like no actually they just believe they just believe what the cross has done it's the same cross Hmm. for lead pastor jordan as it is for anyone that walks in the doors Hmm. it's the same cross you know, it's the same tomb. It's the same resurrection. Like Amen. that's where it all comes from. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Are you thinking after I'm just seeing our time and we're starting to come to an end and that makes me sad because I've loved this conversation. <laughs> um, well, you spent time in South Africa, Mozambique, Southeast Asia. You got to see... Um, not only the prayer room, but also like the ministry field. Yeah. And, um, I'm wondering if there's like a particular testimony that you might want to share. That's gotta be impossible for you to sort through. Cause I imagine there's a ton, but is there a testimony or two that you would like to leave with us that might encourage faith of the listener? Yeah. I've actually got one from my extended outreach and I think it fits this theme. There's so many I could go into totally. And we just brushed on actually like Ephesians six, which is like those lies are not flesh and blood. They're demonic. And I could go on a topic about that, but, um, I want to just share this testimony. Uh, it was actually on my extended outreach. I was just spending my Bible time and, uh, on the fourth floor of an apartment building that we were in. And as I'm just there, an ambulance rolls up to the front door of the apartment. And uh, my thought that just pops in my brain must've been a God thought was, I guess I'll go pray for whoever is sick or hurt. <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah. It was like, I mean, to be honest, I was like, I want to see miracles. I want to see the glory of God come. So you got to start praying for that stuff to mm-hmm. see it happen, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. And so like, I come off my balcony, I go into my room and I go to like open the door to go down the stairs to the ambulance. And I hear outside the door, the EMTs running through the hallway. And uh, so I like open the door and they're in the apartment directly across the hallway. Whoa. They're there. And uh, so I chickened out. And I like pretended like I was walking to the roof. <laughs> I was just oh, like, whoa. oh, go, oh, walk by. And then I was like, okay, Lord, this is way too much of a coincidence. You clearly want me to pray for this person, you know? Um, so I walk back down the stairs and I start like talking to this EMT who doesn't speak a lick of English. And I'm like, is everything okay? Like what's going on? And he's like, oh, it's okay. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, what? And then... Actually, it turns out the woman across the hall, a Muslim woman, speaks perfect English. Wow. And she just happens to overhear, and she's like, actually, it's my mother. She's having trouble breathing right now. Hmm. And so uh, I just go, the boldness of the Lord must have been on me. And I just say, I believe in God. 
can I pray? And she says, yes. She's like, yeah, come on in. Um, at this point you probably don't know she's Muslim or maybe you can, I guess, by her dress. I didn't know she was Muslim. Um, would have assumed she would be Hindi or something like that Mm -hmm. in Asia. Um, and she's Muslim. So the fact even that I said, I believe in God, like, I think maybe the Lord orchestrated, orchestrated my words there. Um, and also I can't help but say like, they believe so much in the spiritual world. We do not understand that in the United States, that the spiritual world is so much bigger than the natural world. So me offering to pray, like in that situation, she was like, yes, like, come on in, you know? Um, cause she just believes so much in that. So I walk in there and this older woman is on the bed, like struggling to breathe. And so I just lay my hands on her and I start praying my heart out, like just going for it. And, uh, she doesn't get healed. Like she's still struggling to breathe, but these three EMTs bring in this cloth stretcher and it's a four person stretcher. And so they're like, what are we going to do? And they just all look at me and say, help. And I say, okay. So I end up loading this woman onto the stretcher and helping carry this woman down four flights of stairs. And at every chance I get, I'm like laying my hands on her, like praying, like with my heart out and she just doesn't get healed. But we get to the bottom, we load her into the ambulance and the EMT and the woman that speaks perfect English are, they're both just like, thank you. Thank you so much. Like, I don't know what we would have done, like what we would have done without you. And, um, several days later, like I go back and I knock on the door and open up the door and the grandma's there and she doesn't speak any English, but she just gives the biggest smile on her face and like walks up to me just like so grateful. Um, and we didn't even get to say a conversation with her, but just was like, wow, she was so blessed. Um, and I think that's just like, Hmm. I love this testimony because yes, my thought is always, Lord, the best thing that could ever possibly happen is that your glory will just invade, you know, and you'll show up in power. But in reality, the Lord doesn't need to show off. He's not worried like, oh man, I'm feeling a little insecure that that family doesn't know my power. I'm going to show off today. Yeah. He doesn't need to do that. And for some reason that's so far beyond me, he chose actually Hayden, the best thing that you can do right now is just be a helping hand to literally carry this woman. And, um, we just like always earnestly, I think we always have to pray for the miracle. Always, always believe for the miracle. And when the Lord decides he has other plans, we trust him. We trust it's the best. Mm -hmm. And that's what it looks like to just have Jesus and not what Jesus can get us. That's so good. I mean, I think the people in that room would say the fact that you showed up was a miracle, you know? A hundred percent. Which like, it's like, we just, we always like kind of have our own idea of what that's going to look like. Mm -hmm. But if we're just like, you were obedient to the Lord and the Lord used you. Mm. It just wasn't the way that you thought it was going to look like. Totally. Oh, if that, I feel like that's so good. And I need to hear that every single day. Yeah. That's a, such an encouraging testimony because it's so attainable for any Christian. Don't you think like all it takes is obedience. Y- y- exactly. You think you hear the voice of the Lord and you're like, is that you God? You don't really hear anything else. And you're like, well, I'm going to go out there. You get nervous and you avoid the situation entirely. <laughs> totally. Like somehow you told me that part of the story just now. And I, I got encouraged mm. because I'm like, wow, even Hayden gets nervous. Cause I've for sure done that. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm yeah. bold and I'm going to go pray for that man. Oh, what's that over there? Let me just divert <laughs> yeah. myself Ooh, completely. I think God wanted to show me himself in that tree over there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I have to kind of use the restroom. I'll be back. And then, <laughs> you know, I don't oh, dive in. every excuse. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> but there's, that that conviction of the Lord, that like pressing on your heart, the mm-hmm. rapid heartbeat, and then the peace afterwards is so undeniable. Yeah. And the more you do that, then it's even more undeniable. It's like, oh, 
yeah, that's definitely God. Mm. And sure, I could go about my day and completely forget about it, but I will have a conversation with the Lord after, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like he wanted to, he wanted to embrace in the way that he wanted to embrace. And we don't want to ever stop that flow. Right. Mm. Even if it doesn't look like what we think it's going to look like. And I used to always think, like the Lord would tell me like, oh, go pray for that person or something like that. And I'd be like, okay, it's because you want to bless them. And then one day the Lord hit me with like, what if it's actually because I want to bless you? Yeah. And like the joy that I have just like sharing that testimony is like, it was maybe more of a blessing for me to like have what an amazing experience than, Mm -hmm. you know, for her. I don't know, but yeah, God packaged up a beautiful testimony for you, but like blessed you so much through her smile, you know? It's like, oh man, he's just so good. <laughs> Come so on, good. he's so good. He's ah, so say good. that. Wow. wow. Oh man. Okay. Well, I'd like about a hundred more testimonies if you have time. <laughs> 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 no, I just see that our time is up, and I want to be respectful of our time and our listeners' time. But wow, um, this has been really special, Hayden. Thanks for joining us. So special for me. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for just being a witness to what, like, a, mm. quote, normal member of River House. I forget exactly what you described yourself as. Regular churchgoer. Just a regular churchgoer, what that looks like. Because truly the vision of the church with a capital C, not just our local congregation, is to be a nameless, yes. faceless people who are radically in love with God, through whom the Lord is bringing his kingdom to this earth as it is in heaven. Mm. And you're, you're like a cell in the body of Christ. Amen. And on display, we see like how he is powerful and merciful and good through your witness. And I know mm. we Thank could have you. so many others on the podcast who yeah. would have their own like Absolutely. unique flair in that same thing. And it just builds my faith to see that the same God I believe in and love and follow is speaking to and guiding you. And like, I can trust him and I, I can trust that every place he's got you going will be radically blessed by your yes, Hayden, because you've really laid your life down and there's nothing like a laid down life for God to use. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I hope that this encourages everyone that it's, like, I just want to repeat the point. It's like, it's not me. It wasn't the ministry school. It was Jesus's blood that paved a way. And we get to just live that out. Mm-hmm. Each one of us, as you said, a cell mm-hmm. in this amazing church that is the body of Christ. Yeah. Can I ask just before we go, if somebody feels prompted to consider ministry school, mm-hmm. how they might go about like learning more about Iris and Harvest School? Yeah, that's good. Um, they have a website. Iris Global is, uh, you'll see a link in the description. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We can do that. Yeah. Um, we are techie. And, and by the we, I mean Jace. <laughs> I would even throw in there RHSM as a potential option. Ooh, say that. Riverhouse <laughs> School of Ministry. Shameless plug. <laughs> um, yeah, if you feel a call to like learn more about the Lord and give more of your life to him, I genuinely, when I was leaving, I had this thought like, there is no case in which I spend three months dedicated to the Lord and that's a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So so obviously pray, like if that's, but if that's the Lord's leading, like I would say pursue it. Cool. That's really good. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I also wanted to ask you if one, you could share like some practical ways that our listeners could be praying for you. Because oh, I know so kind. kind of the Lord's journey of discipleship and school and travel is not over for you yet. Totally. And then if you'd close us out by blessing us with a prayer as oh, well. So good. Uh, yeah, the Lord flipped my life upside down. So I feel it's so funny that I'm having this conversation because <laughs> please hear my heart that I feel like I'm at the start of the journey of what it means to be a baby Christian, like trying to walk into what it means to be a son of God. And there are many listeners, I'm certain, who are like looking back, nodding encouragingly that could speak to this so well. Mm-hmm. So please be praying for that as I 
feel like the Lord is calling me into more missions and um, just that he would give me his heart for what I uniquely am called to do in the body because that doesn't look like anyone else's. You know, each one of us has been created to represent the Lord in their own way and so that he would just continue to speak revelation into those next steps and continued growth that he would guide me into what he wants to build in my heart. Lovely. Yeah. We can do that. Absolutely. That's so kind. Do you do that for all your guests? Um, not sorry. Every other guest. Yeah. Sorry. Every other guest. New practice. I just really felt like we were supposed to be lifting up in prayer. Yeah. Thank you so much. Honestly. Cool. Well, let me pray. Lord, just thank you so much for your cross. Lord, we just thank you so much for the price you paid and the love you showed. I just ask that anyone that hears this message would just be filled with a renewed confidence of your power and your love and your joy working in their life that is completely accessible to all of us as believers. Yes, Lord, I pray that these words and these conversations would just bear fruit and multiply into other conversations around dinner tables, um, in small groups, and in Bible studies, and that your name would just be glorified and lifted up and uh, just exalted above all else, Lord. And I just pray for uh, Jace um, and Benji here that they would just continue to just um, seek you, Lord, diligently and in their pursuit of you, Lord, that it would just continue to produce fruit through this podcast, just continue to bring you glory, Lord. Would you be the name that we're after, Lord, not fame, not publicity, nothing else, Lord, just that your name would be exalted above all else and that you would receive all the glory mm. in your name. Yes, God. Amen. 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 Thanks, wow. bro. Thank you guys. Seriously. <laughs> what a treat. Yeah, this has been so good. Yeah. And we bless you on your excursions because you're traveling abroad again very soon. Costa Rica. In fact, when this <laughs> podcast comes out, you'll be in Costa Rica with some missionaries. So uh-huh. we pray that that's a blessed trip for you and that the Lord is speaking and is near and that, yeah, yeah, yeah you really come home with some sweet testimony because I'm sure you will. Yeah. Costa Rica is so beautiful too. It's the best. Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> fun okay really just going to surf no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) so teasing i wouldn't blame you if you were wow yeah good all right well listener thank you for joining us for this uh two-part series yeah i just decided right now we're gonna split it up oh yeah no it's definitely already split so you if you're have, if you're listening, it's part two. Yeah, you missed the first part if you've only listened to this episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, and we just we bless you with the rest of this day um, and this week. May may the Lord abound in your heart and spirit uh, very nearly, yes. so that you're aware of Him. Um, and also may the boldness. Mm. Um, that, that Hayden was just sharing about, may that testimony like spur on your boldness in the spirit to follow and obey the voice of God. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking about how the, the disciples prayed for more boldness after being arrested for preaching the gospel. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so we pray for that kind of boldness, Lord. Yes. That's so good. Not only that we would get arrested, but that we would pray <laughs> in jail for more boldness. Yes, Lord. With no fear. Yes. With no fear of man or anything. And yeah, keep Lord. us out of jail. And also. keep us out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well, you know. Unless you want us to witness to the jailer. <laughs> yeah, unless you want us in jail, you know, put us in jail, Lord. Wow. <laughs> wow, yeah, we just say we're submitted to you, Lord. That's it. Wow. Yes. Yeah, it's in your name that we pray. Come on. I didn't mean to open up another prayer, but thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you soon, listeners. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Amen. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Deep Waters Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or concerns, maybe even a recipe or two, please send them to deepwaters at riverhouseministries.com. And if you would like to join us at Riverhouse for Sunday service, we meet at the Vineyard Boise at 4 p.m. 
We'd love to see you there. We could not do this podcast without a little help from our friends. Our theme music was written and recorded by the Riverhouse Worship Team. Production is done by Jordan Sodeman. Special thanks to Isaiah Guerrero for our artwork. Benjamin Olson writes and co-hosts with me, Jace Langley, and I also edit this bad boy. If you like this podcast and want to keep going on this journey of discipleship with us, please leave us a review wherever you listen to the Deep Waters podcast. May Christ be with you wherever you go.